Amy, can I ask you a very deep personal question? Oh my God. I, I know. Done. We're just starting the show. Okay. I but I really gotta know this, okay? What is your Wordle starter word? Wordle starter word? Wait. Are you supposed to use the same word every time as, you, as a starter? I don't do that. I pick a different word every what? day. What? I pick a different you, word every day. I like you pick word. a different... Who does that? I, Nobody I, does that. Apparently, I'm going to You can't. You can't do that. You cannot pick a different word every day. Nobody does that. You have to have... I. I am dumbfounded. I can't believe this at all. You were not the person I thought you were. I like to look dangerously. I like to I like to try to see my friends. I like to No you don't. <laughs> you don't do any of those things. I was gonna say All right. <laughs> well, I think they saw the title when they clicked on play, so I think we're okay. Yeah. Hi, I'm Aaron Selbig. And we are... The Latchkey Kids. Oh boy. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. What should I do? I'm ready. I'm ready to get on the boat going into into the tunnel, uh, the scary tunnel. You know. Yes. No, I don't want to do that because I don't want to get sucked up into the tube. But yes, I've always wanted to eat one of the little flowers. I've always uh, the little tea the little teacup one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I want one of those. Why don't they make those? Yes. Well, yeah. Well, first question. I mean, you went bananas when we talked about Little Orphan Annie a few episodes ago. Which movie do you like better, Little Orphan Annie or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Which one's number one? <laughs> well, got it. Aren't you like 45 years old? <laughs> well, I'm one to talk. My favorite movie is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So, yeah. So here we are. <laughs> That's right. We never grew up. <laughs> Why would you want to move past it when you have a, a movie like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which takes you into a world of pure imagination? 
Yes. Oh, oh my God. Where do we start? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. <laughs> the book is from the 60s. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and as we'll say later, this was one of the first movies that came out on, that we had on VHS tape on our VCR, and this was one of the first movies that we were able to watch over and over and over again. So, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I read that book in school. We read that book in school. Did you do, did you read it in school? Okay. Yeah. Yep, James and the Giant Peach. Yes. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Right. I love it already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. It was a yeah. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's there's certain movies you just don't you don't remake them. You just you don't. You know? You can't. Yeah. D- kind of darker. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't di- will you clear this up for me? I was thinking about this. D- didn't you and I see the the Tim Burton one together? I think I think we did with our kids. I, I think we were visiting. Yeah. Right. That's how I remember it. I believe. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, Gene Gene Wilder. Oh boy. Gene Wilder literally steals the show. Although the the quality of the child actors in this movie is incredible as well. Such great characters and they're all wonderful. Ugh. Yes. Right. The Right. Right, the little German kid. Yeah. Right. Right. Veruca Salt. What a what a great name. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. He was from Marble Falls, Arizona. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite? 
Well, I want to know who yours is. I bet I know. Yeah. Because <laughs> you guys have so much in common. You're mean little girls. <laughs> Oh yeah, and, and she's at the factory. Throwing a tantrum. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Veruca Salt. They had, God. They had a hit song. I don't. I'm blanking on what it was. Oh man, we're gonna have to look this up later. We'll put it on our Facebook page. They had a hit song in the '90s. Anyway, yes, Veruca Salt. Well, I liked Mike TV because he was kind of like us. He was obsessed with TV, and I identified with that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they live in they live in Arizona, so that's you know, that's probably the. I think I got a gun when I was twelve, probably. Yeah. Also, yeah. Also, Mike TV was from Arizona, which was kind of cool, you know. Uh, but but I have to say my favorite of all the kids had to be Charlie. He was just so earnest and kind-hearted. I wanted I wanted to be Charlie Bucket, and I still do. I'm still trying to get there. You know, I'm yeah yeah. Well, he was spoiler alert. He wins the chocolate factory because the, 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 the whole point of the thing of Willy Wonka inviting all the children to the chocolate factory is he's planning to retire and he wants to pass the, the chocolate factory off to a worthy child. And that ends up being Charlie Bucket because of, you know, reasons. And it, he's so pure of heart. And, and, and he really is. He's taking care of his family and his. Yeah. Well, we'll get into some of this. His, Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to sing every song in the whole movie? Is that what we're doing? Why don't are we going to do the whole movie? Okay, this podcast is going to be two and a half hours long, everybody. So buckle in right now. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course, of course, you did. <laughs> Okay. Those sound like really fun websites. Yeah. <laughs> they are super fun websites, highly recommend, especially for a very intense research like this. Um, so, so the idea of the movie actually came from Help 
Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh uh really? Okay. Right. Yes, it is. Yeah. Never heard that story, so that's that's why they changed. I always wondered why they changed it to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Interesting, interesting. Wow! So that was his idea. Did he did he write the songs? Did he write any of the songs? Interesting. One 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 thing about the the candy bar tie-in with the 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 uh, the that company you're talking about it event they changed the name of it right to Willy Wonka Candy Company, and I remember like when I was a kid seeing for the first time everlasting gobstoppers, which they're still a thing you can get them they're just they're just little yeah they're like um what do you call those they're jawbreakers. Yeah, is they're like little mini. They're pretty good, actually. Um, I was so excited. I thought they were real, and I thought, like in the movie, I thought I was like, "This is great. Why do I have a whole box of them? I only need one because it's going to last my entire life." And sadly, it didn't. Yes. Right. Again. <laughs> Oh yeah. Really? Okay. Uh-huh. God, really? They were huge stars. Wow. I could see John Cleese doing it totally, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh man, I I saw you write this in the notes. I had did not know that Peter Sellers wanted Peter Sellers could have done this too. It would have been different. 
Yeah. Yes. Really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, Thurston Howell. Yeah, he was also the dad of James Dean in Rebel Without a Cause. Yes. Yeah, he was the overbearing father. Yeah. Mm hmm. Violet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I could see that. Yeah. The candy man can. Who can take a rainbow? Yeah. That's his song. Yeah. Oh my God! And they turned him down. What? Why? <laughs> Why? That would have been awesome. <laughs> Ugh. That's a. I'm sorry. The guy that played the Candyman was great, but Sammy Davis Jr. would have been even better. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I think they screwed that up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well, put some makeup on him or something. Then I don't know. I'm, I think it would have been great. It would have been great. Yeah. It was in Arizona because <laughs> there weren't any there weren't any Taco Bells. That's how you could tell. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, I later, I, I, I later uh, was stationed in Germany in the army army for a few years, and I went. I was I was stationed near Munich. I was stationed in Bavaria, and I went to Munich. And I, now that I think about it, yeah, that place looks a lot like Willy Wonka Land. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> totally. Right. Oh man. This is this one of the best scenes in movie history. This is a classic scene. Uh Yeah. That's part of it is such a build up, you know, this Yeah. And nobody's seen him for years, right? Like he's been a recluse. Yeah. 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 Y
And then all the cameras are there. The whole world is watching. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he can hardly walk. Yeah. You're right. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> yeah, he does a full somersault. That's great. That's so... <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. It added to the added to the mysteriousness. Yeah. Yeah. That is so brilliant, and that's just that's just. Further evidence why Gene, Gene Wilder was a comedy genius. We'll, we'll talk about his career a little bit later. At the end of the show, we're gonna, we have a little special section where we're going to talk about where are all of these people now, and we'll talk a little bit about Gene Wilder's career. He won an Oscar. He was, he was nominated for a Best Acting Oscar. He was in several hit films, and he's just one of the great comedy minds of all time. Uh, and this is, a, this, is a, this is a great example of that. Wonderful stuff. Yes. Oh, God. Grandpa Joe. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. The anti-Grandpa Joe movement. It yeah. still exists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. They hardly have any food. <laughs> yeah. He leaps out of bed. He's dancing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, dude, I thought you had some sort of physical condition that prevented you from walking. You could have had a freaking job this whole time. <laughs> right? Come on. <laughs> yeah. 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 
He had a long career. We're going to talk about him a little bit later, too. He had a lengthy career. He actually was a vaudevillian, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I want to join that page or not. <laughs> Jeez, maybe. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Oh, man. Well, we'll know we're popular when, when we have that much hate. Sure. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. You know, how old are these people if they're World War 1 veterans? Good Lord. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Oh, my God. It's so colorful. Yeah. Yeah, it. They there's it's got a it's got a pathway that runs through all of the flowers and everything is eatable, edible, <laughs> eatable, eatable, <laughs> right? And they're going around and there's like there's like little licorice things that you can unfold and there's the little teacup, uh, thing that that Willy Wonka drinks the tea and then eats the cup. Um, God, there's the chocolate river. There's the chocolate waterfall. It's I wanted to go there so bad when I was a kid and I first saw this movie, right? Oh, uh -huh. Wow, okay. I guess when you work with child actors, that's like a thing you want to do, right? You know, get that get that magic child reaction. Sure, I can see that. Yeah. Amazing. I assume it was really was chocolate, right? <laughs> what? No? Oh. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> really? Really? <laughs> 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 okay. Oh, the tunnel scene. Yes, this is like, this is like some psychedelic. Like, I mean, I'm, this movie came out in 1971, so this is like right on the heels of like the late 60s, the end of the Beatles, the psychedelic era, and you can s sort of tell. But this was a for a children's movie. This is a very dark and scary scene. It really is. Like a, maybe a little too much, honestly. Yeah. 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 Which direction we are going? Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is a hurricane a blowing? Yeah. Oh, the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> I don't understand. I think they went into more detail about the Oompa Loompas in the book, if I recall. And, and, the, and I know Willy Wonka quote-unquote rescued the Oompa Loompas from their homeland, but really it kind of seemed like, like, are they getting paid? Do they have a union? Like, what's going on here? This sort of seemed like forced labor is what it seemed like, you know? They didn't look real happy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> That's kind of fun, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Really? They're just like mouthing the words. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Is there video of this? And if so, we should put it up on the Lashkey Kids Facebook page. That is great. I want to see that. 
Did you have orange makeup and everything? <laughs> oh boy. Um, so, okay. Of course, you know, we have these talent actors also. Uh huh. You know, they're acting in the film, and I know you're going to tell us later like, what they did after, you know, this yeah. huge uh, moment in their life, but they quit. And so they do the movie, and then they go back to school or whatever. So, they're like, they're like what, like 11, 12, uh, yeah, something like that? Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Uh-huh. Um, he has to go back to school. And so she's in math class and the makeup that they used to make her, you know, purple, um, started kind of like seeping back through it, whatever. It started showing on her skin and and, and Oh no. Classmates didn't know, of course, that she had just done a scene where she turned into a giant blueberry. <laughs> and so they're like, You're turning violet. Like it was like this it was like moment <laughs> of it actually happening. Violet, you're turning violet, Violet. Uh, <laughs> Good Lord. When you're a 13 year old kid, that's like the scary, that's even scarier than the Wonkatania going through the tunnel. <laughs> right? Uh huh. Huh. Yes. Charlie Bucket. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Veruca was the worst, though. I mean, good lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. He knew where they were. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Nothing. You get nothing. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And Charlie's heart broken. And so that whole thing, like several other things we've already talked about, now Stuart did not want uh, Peter, who played Charlie, to know that one uh, Oh, that poor so, kid. Jeez. Yeah. And so he did not, and, and Gene Wilder really wanted to tell him that that was going to happen. Yeah. And, and now she was like, nope, we're not going to tell him. And so that reaction of like just shock and loudness is, <laughs> you know, because you're like, I did not know you were going to yell at me. Oh, man, that's kind of sad. Poor Peter Ostrom. Ugh, I feel I feel kind of bad about that. Maybe they should have warned him. I don't know. That feels a little bit much. Yeah. That's. Yeah. So, so while Belle, you know, there were a number of things she wasn't pleased with. I talked to you earlier about the casting of Ron Kevin that she liked Marianne, and that didn't happen. And so we later talked about, you know, she kind of parted ways with the film. Um, part of the script had to be rewritten because she wasn't meeting deadlines, and so there was a bit of an issue there. He said mm. later, Wild said he was disappointed because he thought there was too much emphasis on Willy Wonka and not enough on Charlie. Again, in his book, yeah. Charlie in the chapter. It is. It's more, it is more about Charlie in the book. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And then there were things that they did in the, in the film that he thought were stupid, like the busy looking drink. He didn't know what that was in. That was not in the book. Um, yeah. They kind of deviated from the... You know, from the plot, but kind of making trouble with the spies. You didn't, you didn't like that, but they wanted to have a villain, and so they did that. And yeah. So kind of, you know, kind of hard to wait there. But so anyway, when the film was released um, on June 30th, 1971, it, of course, like a lot of the great films of our time, was not a big success. It was a flop, yeah. Well, maybe not a flop, but not huge. The 53rd Howie Stilton film of Yeah, maybe it was a flop. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I guess so, huh? Just over two point one million in its opening weekend, which is not good. But it did get positive reviews from critics like you know, Roger Ebert, of course. Sure. I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does kind of remind you of the Wizard of Oz, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In large part to number one, repeated television broadcasts. They started showing it on TV and then mm-hmm. video sales. So, yes, exactly. And that's how we saw it. Yeah. And like you mm-hmm. said, it's the first time we were able to watch something over and over again. Um, yeah. Following its 21st, uh, 25th anniversary theatrical re- release in 1996, they released it on DVD and then introduced it to a whole new generation of viewers. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So it qualifies as a cult movie. I guess so. If it was a huge flop in 1971 and and you're right. And, and that I mean, it came out before either of us were born, <laughs> but we didn't really I had, didn't know about it until years later in the 80s. And it had this resurgence due to the rise of VCRs and video stores, you know, soon after that. And yeah, that was a movie that was, it's a very rewatchable movie, you know? 
I will bet five dollars that you're gonna watch it later today, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Just in case. <laughs> right. In case of emergency. Right. <laughs> Oh man, this is also it's, in addition to being a rewatchable movie, it's a very quotable movie as well. Um, we Marty said, "Violet, you're, Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet." That's a that's a good one. I also like um, when they're going into the chocolate factory, and he's kind of guiding Willy Wonka's guiding them in. He says, "So much time and so little to do. Wait a minute, strike that, reverse it." <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me see. Oh, I've seen I've seen that before. Is that your doctoral dissertation? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. Yes. Well, you should. It's important. Yeah, of course. That's wonderful. Dr. Amy, would you like to take a little trip and learn where are they now of some of the actors from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Okay. I've also done a little research. Usually, I'm the color commentator guy. I, Amy does all the work. <laughs> but I did a little bit of work this week. <laughs> let's start with, shall we? Let's start with Denise Nickerson. You mentioned her. She played Violet Beauregard. She later played Allison on The Electric Company, which we had talked about in our episode about educational television shows. Yep. She, and then later as... All of these were roles as a teenager. She had a recurring role on a soap opera called Dark Shadows, but she retired from acting in 1978. She later worked as a receptionist and an office manager. She died uh, just a couple of years ago in 2019 at age 62. Denise Nickerson. Kind of ended a little sad on that one. Okay, and then you've got Paris Themen, which is just a great name. Paris Themen played Mike... Mike TV. He became eventually a real estate broker, and then he got back into show business and was a casting director. Uh, but he also, you may not know this, he had a turn a few years ago in 2018 appearing on Jeopardy! And he finished in second place. <laughs> 
Yes. And it wasn't, yeah, and it wasn't really, when he was on Jeopardy, it wasn't really made a big deal that he was actually the actor that played Mike TV all those years ago. But some fans recognized him, and it turns out it was Mike TV, who not only went on Jeopardy in 20, 2018, but did rather well. Uh, he, yeah, he's a biz, he's 62 years old. He lives in Los Angeles and, uh, he's had several businesses, but he works, I think, primarily as a casting director. So that's fun. Then you've got Amy, your personal hero, uh, Julie Dawn Cole played Veruca Salt. Uh, she also was, was busy acting as a teenager in several TV series and she often portrayed, bad girls like Veruca Salt. So she kind of got typecast, you know? Uh, she she sort of retired from acting. She later became a fitness instructor and then a psychotherapist. And in 2016, Julie Don Cole wrote a book called I Want It Now. It's a memoir about her time filming the movie. You should read this. You need to find this book. Veruca Salt wrote a book about it. Yes. Yes, she she has two children and she is 64 years old. Julie Don Cole. Uh, you've got Jack Albertson. Jack Albertson is Grandpa Joe. Jack Albertson had a lengthy career in film and theater. You've probably seen him in other things. He's, he was in more than 30 films over four decades. He's one of like the few actors who has won an Oscar, a Tony and an Emmy. He has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yes. He died in 1981 at the age of 74. Jack Albertson. Yes. Then you've got Peter Ostrom. And this is an interesting story. Peter Ostrom uh, played Charlie. Peter Ostrom these days is a little bit of a mystery. He's kind of, I would say, Willy Wonka-like. He never acted... In another film again, Willy Wonka was the only film that he's ever been in in his entire life. Maybe the yelling scene was so traumatic that it turned him off from acting. I don't know. Because not only not, not only has he never been in any other movies, he's never explained why either. He's never really said why. He rarely does interviews. He's just not he's not one for the public eye, you know? Uh, for, and for a long time, he apparently even lied and he told people that lived in he lives in upstate New York. He lives in a town called Lowville, New York, and he apparently has lied to people there and told them that, no, it's not me. It's my brother that was in that movie. It's not me. And for a while, for a long time, his wife, Loretta, didn't even know, didn't know that he had played Charlie Bucket. Yes, he didn't tell her. Yeah. Yeah, until like almost right before they got married. Um, but he apparently, d apparently, don't worry about uh, Char. Don't worry about cheering up Charlie because he, he, he has a lifelong passion for horses, and he is Doctor Peter Ostrom. He's a veterinarian who specializes in horses in upstate New York. He's sixty-four years old, and he's living his best life. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was too kind-hearted for Hollywood, right? Yeah. And if you look, if you look him up now, 
if you look look him up now, and you can find a few photos of him that are sort of recent, and Veruca and Violet were onto something because he is still devastatingly handsome. He's very good looking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if you live in or around Lowville, New York, and you have a horse, then yeah, you maybe you get a horse. Yeah. And and then uh, last but last but certainly not least, we have Gene Wilder, who of course starred in dozens of films, including classics like Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, The Producers. He did several collaborations with Richard Pryor in the '70s, including Stir Crazy. He won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for The Producers. He won another Oscar for uh, writing Young Frankenstein. He directed several films, including The Lady in Red, which starred his wife, Gilda Radner, uh, who died of ovarian cancer back in 1989. He later appeared on Will and Grace uh, 20 years ago or so. He had a recurring guest role on Will and Grace, and he won an Emmy for that. Uh, he just died in 2016 uh, from complications from Alzheimer's disease at the age of 83. One of the great comedy actors of all time. Yeah. Yeah. He is amazing, not just in this movie, but if you've never seen Young Frankenstein or Blazing Saddles, I mean, go back and the the career of Gene Wilder is just his his brand of humor is so specific and so him. It's very subtle. And just it's like everything is a kind of an inside joke that he's letting you in on. I don't know. That's the best way I can explain it. He just has this very subtle, keen, sharp sense of humor. It's it's wonderful. He's he's one of my favorite um, comedy actors of all time. Dr. Amy, did you ever read the sequel? Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. Yes. It is the weirdest book. Yes. It is all over the place. Yeah. You can sort of tell why they never made a movie about this book. It would have cost a billion dollars. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's basically, I mean, I'm kind of fuzzy. I read it too, but I it, I honestly don't remember it very well. But I remember the elevator, he blasts off in the Great Glass Elevator and somehow ends up going to space where he has all these ad- adventures and there's the evil vermicious canids are like attacking everybody. And meanwhile, his grandparents take like anti-aging pills, I think, and they turn into babies. I remember that part. Uh, I don't know. It's a it's a bit of a hot mess, maybe. I'm not sure, but I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> yes. For sure. Yeah. Now, James and the Giant Peach is another classic as well. Yeah. Uh huh. Willy Wonka. 
and the Chocolate Factory. Oompa Loompa Doopity Doo. I've got another puzzle for you. <laughs> if you are wise, you'll listen to me. That's great. Okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come of that. On that note, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe next week we'll do part two of this episode and we'll just recite line for line, song for song. We'll just do the entire movie. How about that? You want to do that? <laughs> that would be kind of fun. We're not going to do that. That is not what we're going to do. Okay, we're not doing that. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. That was fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hey, I want to give a, sh a shout out before we say goodbye to we, we've we've got a lot of new listeners that have jumped on board lately. Uh, and I want to get a sh shout out to one in particular, our super fan, Mimi. Hi, Mimi. Hey, <laughs> Mimi. Mimi's great. Well, Mimi grew up in, in the Metro Phoenix area like we did in the in 1980s. So she's our target audience, and I'm glad we found her. Yeah. And Mimi, like like other fans, connects with us on Facebook. That's primarily where we are. Uh, and sometimes, you know, we do some crowdsourcing. We post stuff on there. Uh, so go find that Facebook page. And as always, the thing that really helps this podcast reach other people is A tell other people about it word of mouth and then b go on apple podcasts and give us a rating and a review and that bumps us up and more people will see it because i mean if you grew up in the in the american suburbs in the 1980s this podcast is for you and like we always say amy we hope that the latchkey kids is a ray of light and is a fun little bit of enjoyment on your monday afternoon and gets your week off on the right foot because god knows there's a lot of stuff in the world that's not fun and light so we want to be the antidote to all of that right that's our goal yes. <laughs> all right and that's it for this week we are the latchkey kids bye-bye everybody and bye-bye